for what I say. It's going to pull some aspect of your attention away from peace and nothingness. So I want you to make sure your body is relaxed. Maybe a good old sigh is good to bring in that rest and digest phase. Everything is okay, even if your mind thinks it's not. Everything is okay. No matter what story your mind is running, It's insignificant. It's going to be another story in another minute, which is also going to be an insignificant story. Let your attention be on something a bit deeper. watching your breath. See if you can keep your attention inside and let the sound of the rain on the roof come to you. Don't go out to it. Oh, there's, there's the rain on the tin roof. Don't go out to it. Let the sound come to you. Stay inside. So you stay inside first. Get your attention inside first. So it's on your breath or you're feeling the weight of your body on the chair. Something that's inside, that's internal. When that feels okay and that you're attention is at rest inside. Let the sound of the rain on the roof come to you. Is there anybody who felt that they couldn't do that? Just give me a hand. Yay. Great. The invitation is to live your life like that. So that you're inside all the time. And that whatever happens in life, there is enough awareness for things to be heard 
for events to be happening. And they come to you. Because if I said, really put your attention, let's try this, really put your attention on the sounds in the room and particularly the sound on the roof of the rain. Try that. I want you to feel the difference. Focus on the sounds in the room or on the roof, both if you can. <clears throat> I want you to feel the difference. You might have a visual, you, you might have a picture of, oh, that, that's raindrops falling and I can imagine what it looks like on the roof. Oh, there's AC and your mind goes to labeling what it is. Anybody notice these things? You're creating a picture, there's a story happening. So mind jumps on out because there's extra attention. And what does it do? It can go on out and make a story where there's no need for a story at all. There's no need for the story. All that's happening is that there's a sound of raindrops. That's actually all that's there. There's just a sound. So I want you to reorganize your brain a little bit this weekend so that your attention is inside and whatever is going on around you is noticed for what it is, but not for what you imagine it to be, not for what you want it to be, not pushing it away because you don't like it. These are all the different versions of imaginings that our mind gets caught up in. And it takes us completely into a homemade, personal version of what's really happening. All that's happening is a sound. But our minds will make sure that, oh, because it's the rain and it's the weather and it's the evening time and there's probably snow being melted up. Da, da, da. We'll only, really, all that we know is that there is a sound. That's all we know. That's all we know. Don't make up anything else. <clears throat> Stay inside. And whatever sound comes, don't go out to meet it. Don't go out to meet my voice. Don't go out to grasp whatever Jack or anybody else is saying. There's no need to grasp at anything. When you grasp and put your attention out, mm -hmm. making up versions of stories or what you think of something or the yakety yak other than what's really happening. When you go out, you are setting yourself up to be unhappy because it's unnatural to be out like that, to be creating story. You can just grab chairs anywhere. Any chair that's free, just wiggle your way into it. Debbie, our musician. Hi, sweetie. Can you play at 7.30 thereabouts? Would that be okay? We, we had a mix-up about... We had two starting times. So we're just going to... Uh, Roll. Thank you. 
So watch the grasping. What is it that's so important that you're bringing it in here right now? What's so important? Some story at home or at work or... And bringing it in. It's not happening right now. All that's happening right now is that you're sitting down in a comfortable, warm room. That's all that's happening. Let that be enough. It is enough. But if your mind is making story, it's going to say what's happening right now is not enough and I want more. Because it's so used to making story out of anything at all. And the one it loves is, let's improve on what's going on. Let's improve what's, change what's happening, rather than just being content. So mind will say, ah yeah, but you know, I want to wake up and see the truth and then I'd be happy all the time. But if your mind doesn't go out, that's as good as it gets. But when your attention is inside and there is the idea, but this feels awful, your mind is running that story. You haven't dropped your attention to inside. You're not at rest in there. You're actually running a story, even though you think you're inside. You're really not. So pushing away any experience is hell. Recognize it to be the hell that it is. Enlightenment isn't a far off goal in the future. That's a myth. That's just what our brains does with it with that idea in order to kind of have another goal for ourselves. And the world works like that, but waking up doesn't. Waking up is now. Right here, right now. No story. No identification with any thought. And if you expect something else, you're running that thought of an expectation. Don't run that one either. Let there be nothing, just nothing happening. And if boredom comes, uh-uh, go back to nothing. See, all these thoughts will come in, no? These are the internal ones, you know? Once you start slowing it down, it's the rejection. There must be something different to this. This isn't what I, it's supposed to be blissful. It's supposed to be full of light and love and everything. And these experiences, they're there, they come and they go. But they're just like any other experience. They're just experiences. They're nothing too. Inside to where there's just nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing to be gained. Nothing to be lost. <clears throat> Nothing needs to be fixed. Nothing needs to be changed. At all. Those ideas are the things that 
bring torture. Imagining that you're not awake, would you throw that one out, please? Awake, not awake. Throw out the whole argument. Throw it out. It only sets up a goal that's unattainable. Because your mind can't get there. You know that one. Your mind can't get there. It's the gaps between thoughts. And if your mind says, yeah, how do I do that? It's like, the body is in pain, the body is in pain. It's not you, it's the body is in pain. That can be there, actually doesn't affect the rest and calm that is inside between two thoughts. And the gap between two thoughts, if you've always been using your mind to vet how you feel, how you're doing, your state of mind, what's going on, whether you're happy or sad, then your mind is going to try and find the gap between two thoughts. That means there will be no gap because your mind is busy doing it, no? There's no how in this. There's no how. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. feel simple. You might, some people get a sense of presence. Some people do. Don't worry if you don't. But so ordinary, so ordinary that you want to reject it. Mind wants birds and whistles, you know? Any distraction at all. Have we any other spirit chairs around? And there's one here, three rows up. No. So forget about the labels, being awake, being not awake. Forget about it. Just forget about it. It's the greatest trick ever. It's garbage. It's just, it's bullshit. Alright, what it is.
and there's nothing going on at all. That's as good as it gets. That's as good as it gets. Your mind is going to be disappointed. It has to be disappointed because that's what it's going to do because it wants to keep things going. It doesn't matter what your mind says. I'm not interested in it really right now. Just that pause before the next thought takes you away. The next comment, the next opinion takes you away. Just that pause. Stay there. That's as good as it gets. the most natural thing to being human, the ordinariness of knowing that you are not who your mind thinks you are. So recognize that difference when you're not grasping what I'm saying, but the words are coming to you. The difference between that and creating story and opinions around very simple things that, that are happening at any moment. Most days it's just ordinary stuff that happens, most of us. Most days. We kind of just slip by. We have our routine and we have our life. Your mind needn't put all its attention into every scenario, every exchange, every communication, every decision. Keep your attention inside. Let direction come from inside, rather than the story-making mechanism being employed to figure out everything, to second-guess everything, to wonder what so-and-so thinks of us and how we look and how we feel and what's going on here, and what's the right thing, and what's the wrong thing, and this garbage. It's just garbage. It's got nothing to do with what's just happening in the moment. But if your attention is inside, what's happening is just going to be responded to, because you know how to function. I mean, just respond to it with a little bit of attention. Keep the rest of your attention inside in the stillness. But when we put all of our attention on what our mind is talking about, we're lost. We're lost. We've left that still, calm place inside. We have one chair here, and I think there's a chair there with a bag on it. Oh, you're holding it for somebody? Okay. No, it's free. It's free? Oh, here's a friend. Okay. <laughs> There's one free there and there's one free there. Kyra. There's a high stool over here if people want to take things off it. I 
I don't know, is there cushions at the back if anybody wants to plunk on a cushion up here? Oh, there's a big comfy cushion here if somebody wants to plunk on this. There's another one there. Would you like to come on a cushion? Yeah. There's one there. You can vent anywhere you like. Everybody who needs a seat has some place to rest their body. Anybody, I want a hand. If anybody's mind is completely and totally just whiz, 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 whiz. One, two, three, four. A few whizzers. Aye. All right. Whatever your mind is saying is a lie. Let's start there. It is a lie. It's a lie. It starts by not believing it and knowing that all that it does actually is keep itself going. That's its job, to keep story going, keep feeding itself. So it's a liar. Let's take that position first. Is it a liar? Or are you like, no, 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 I believe it. So, so. <coughs> Is yours a liar? No? You believing it? Yeah. And the busy mind's over at this side? You, be, you start to believe it too. Yeah. So the trust that we have on our mind, on the thinking mind, like you need to trust the part of your brain that does tasks. You know, that drives the car and stuff. You trust that. That's perfectly natural. You've got to trust yourself to put on clothes in the morning. That works. That's our functioning part. But this thinking component that whizzes around, creating havoc for no reason at all, that can only tell you lies. Because it's a subjective version of some story. It's just your own version of some story, your own perspective. So it might be a story that works for you, but without that story, I guarantee you, you'll manage much better. Responding to just whatever scenario presents in front of you. When it, even if it's a big decision you have to make, the decision will be made when it needs to be made. You'll make some choice. If you can trust that some other part of you is going to deal with every moment, then there's really no need for the quizzing mind to keep throwing around options and scenarios and stories. It has one agenda, to keep you distracted, to keep generating more material so that your attention stays on it. So it's good to begin to see that it's just talking rubbish. 
it's of no use at all, that whizzing about. Because right now you're sitting here. So whizzing about loads of thoughts is not going to help at all. It just means that you're going to hear half of what's happening here. So it's quite possible that you spend like most of your time in your head and miss half of what's going on in front of you. It's quite possible. So the thinking aspect of your mind, it's a liar. It's a liar. Hi, guys. So we have a cushion up here. Have we any other chairs anywhere? Some people think we started at seven and some at half seven, so we're just gonna go to half past nine. So don't worry, you're not late at all. We, we just don't know really what time we're supposed to start. We started at seven. Cover all our options. So if you try to make your mind to slow down, it's not going to work. It's not going to work, because then, then you're just fighting your mind. Yeah. Yay, we have a student coming. Gonna get dead simple. Dead simple. There's a body sitting on a seat of some sort. Cushion, stool, anything. There's a body sitting there. That's not what you are. The liar would say it is. Of course it's me, but that's the liar. There's a body sitting in a chair and it's not what you are. It's not who you are. Non-dual teachings will tell you that that sense of I'm stuck for a word. The space between two thoughts, the non-phenomenal, that gap, that, that nothingness, that that is what you are. Awareness, pure awareness, absolute, pure consciousness, that that is what you are. I'd like to invite you to don't exchange, don't swap out your identity with anything. You, 
In the non-dual teachings, yes, you are pure consciousness, you are the absolute. You are that, the big capital I, you are the self. Take the leap and don't hang your identity anywhere. There is no need for identity. It's just a component that gets pulled from the dualistic into the non-dual and it too is a lie. And it'll keep you stuck on a particular layer on the path towards total freedom. It's very good for beginners, but let's take a high jump. So the sense of identity is just a story-making mechanism for functioning in the world. It's a role that you play. There's a name attached to your body just for communication purposes. Does it define anything? Zero. How your face looks, how your body is, does it define anything about you? Zero. Nothing. Is there a you in there? No. Okay, as a stepping stone, we can say that like through your eyes and through your perceiving mechanism, <clears throat> there is an ability to have experiences. And you can make the experiences yours, so then the experiencing becomes more real. That's what makes experiencing more real, when you make them your experiences. But they're not. If you take away these, this idea of identity, then you don't own them. So experiences happen. They don't happen to you. Don't grasp them. Let them come. Let them go. Let it all get soft. Let experiences come and go. Don't stick to anything. So that perceiving mechanism can get much softer. It, has, it can pull back a little bit and let life come to it, like the sound of the rain outside coming to you. Stories get less because there's no need to create events that happen to you in order to rebuild the false idea that there is a you anyway. Because that's all the stories are doing. You see, you're not who you think you are. So your mind has to do its best to create some kind of believable story that maybe you are who you think you are. So it's quizzing busy right now in order to reinforce the idea that you are who you think you are. That's why your mind stays busy. That's why. But the space between thoughts. The stillness inside. Even if your mind can't touch it. Your mind can be quizzing busy and there can be a knowing that there is something deeper that's still. You can't put your attention there but you know it's there. If you can do that, your mind can quiz away all it likes. It can be crazy busy. 
if there's a sense that there's something deeper underneath it that's not touched by your mind. And it's just a sense. That's good enough. So let's go back to the identity thing. Your mind is always going to try and reinforce a sense of you. That's fine. It helps to function because there's some sense of like when a letter comes you know it's addressed to you. It's very useful to kind of remember what your name is and where the borders of your body is and it's useful. But it's a functioning aspect. It's not you. It's not you. Even the absolute, even the spaciousness, even the nothingness, don't stick to that either. There is no you anywhere. Let there be no identity anywhere. And this is a little bit of heresy for non-dualists, but I don't care. No identity at all. Okay, there's a capacity to be aware. All right, you know, the mind slows down or it's over on the side and there's just an awareness, a still awareness, and what's happening is all that's happening, you know, it's around, there's no other story attached to it. Okay, that's lovely. That's awareness or present, being present. That's fine. Don't let, don't let that be you. You know, don't swap out a personal identity for being awareness. What do you want any identity for? Why do you have to be someplace? Why do you need someplace to anchor, anchor in? Can you take that leap? Just take that leap. (laughs) And see what happens. If there's no you at all, no resting place at all, that all this life is just, you know, created by some perceiving mechanism, and you were never engaged in it at all, So wherever you were a thousand years ago, you're still there. There's no anchor there a thousand years ago. There's no anchor. There's no story. You get a blank if you're like, where was I a thousand years ago? It's like, even a hundred years ago. Uh, There's a blank. Yes. Let's have more blanks, please. It's totally fine with no sense of you. It's totally fine without a happy ending to the story. It's totally fine. It's not that there's an unhappy ending to the story. It's just that the story is bullshit. It's just rubbish. It's nothing. It's a big fat friggin' lie. And you have to make it believable in order to give yourself experience. That's how it works. So as long as you want experience and you want to recognize the truth, uh, you, uh, uh, the two of those can't happen together. If you can see that experience is just created by your mind, that's how experiences happen. Your mind registers experience and creates a story out of it. And without a story, nothing is happening at all. Well, really nothing is happening. Really nothing at all is happening. Really. Take your mind out of the picture, there's nothing happening. 
When you're asleep and your mind turns off and your mind isn't even dreaming, there's nothing happening. There's really nothing happening. Your mind is doing the whole show and it also does your identity. There never was a you. There is no you that is going home. There's no you that is trying to do anything. This is just garbage made up by the mind. Feel the relief of seeing through it. There's such a relief in seeing through it. Because it stops the craving for some kind of a happy ending, you know? A happy ever after. Your mind isn't going to like what I'm saying. Of course it doesn't, because it's under threat. It's going to fight it. And resistance will come up, and that's, that's your job then, to get rid of the resistance. You don't see through that. Making sense to anybody? Yeah? Yay. Your mind is a useful tool, but don't believe it. It presents some stories that are valid, because they're useful. Tonight, it's Friday evening, but we don't need to keep it in your mind all the time, that's Friday evening. But it has the capacity to remember it's Friday evening, it's useful. That's valid. That's valid for functioning this evening. Is it really the truth? Uh, no, it's, it's only valid in the perception that's here right now. Your mind can't come up with the truth. It comes up with some things that are valid for a period of time. It's valid because it helps the functioning to happen. That's all. That's as useful as it gets. See it for what it is. Change your relationship with your mind. When you know that it's a liar, Somehow, you've taken away a bit of its potency to be trusted that it's presenting you with a, a, an authentic version of reality. It's not. It's just doing its best to navigate and give experiences. That's all it's doing. But if you know that experiences are, are you know, they're just... A dozen, a dozen, you know, they just keep going on and on and on. And really, if you can see through experiences and you're not sticking to having new experiences or trying to get better experiences, if you can see through the experiencing mechanism, you're a long way there. Because the grasping for the experience of waking up stops. And something will be happy with just the way things are. Your mind is a liar. There really isn't a problem. Really. You'll have to go to your story-making mechanism to find a problem. So many of you are frowning, it's kind of strange. <laughs> I don't know why that is. <laughs> Mm -hmm. 
the body is providing a beautiful opportunity for experiences to be had. To kind of look at the movie from the inside of the movie. Your mind is doing the whole lot of it. You're looking at the movie from inside the movie. And that's what the body-mind mechanism <coughs> offers to itself. But outside of the movie, there is no movie. You can only see it from inside. So the realm of the absolute or, you know, beyond the conceptual, like the brown <coughs> perspective or pure consciousness, pure awareness, from that viewpoint, there is no movie. There is no world like this because the capacity to experience it is inside it comes from inside it it doesn't exist in and of itself you see so your mind is the only thing that's keeping it running so of course it needs to be busy because it's keeping this this the story of you having a life it's sustaining that But when it switches off, there's no world. There is no nothing. And is it is it missed? Nope. Were you pining that you're that you weren't alive a hundred years ago? Nope. See, all the trouble comes from mind. The very thing that's creating this drama is the troublemaker. You see, it has its own mm, beauty and, and suffering capacity. It does it all. So if you're attached to the beautiful side of experiences, you're going to get the suffering. It's like on one wheel. That's the cycle of what the mind does. You know, in an ideal world, you might get 50-50, you know. Half of it is crap and half of it is beautiful. And, and then sometimes most of it is crap and a little bit is beautiful. And some people seem to get a great ride and they're just darn lucky. And they have pretty much a nice life and a little bit of suffering. You know, it's some version of that. But both have to be there. Both have to be there. That's the gig. It's the experience-creating mechanism. So let experiencing soften. Don't create the stories out of it. Know that your mind is a liar. It's just giving you a version of something in order to make life appear as real. It's not real. It's not. It's real to you if you believe that your mind is an authentic storytelling honest thing and it's not because it's making this up as it's going along in order to keep itself going in order to keep the movie going so what's there to worry about really what's there to worry about which yet we'd spend all weekend talking about the contortions that mind has gotten itself into to create an experience in your life in order for you to untangle yourself from the experience. And that's how mind works. But it can be all dropped right now. Right now it can be all dropped.
Don't look for a big version of you in the absolute. Don't look for a beautiful version of you that is blissed out on pure consciousness. Identity? Forget about it. It's a big ugly lie. And it bleeds right through spiritual teachings. And it's a nasty one. No identity at all. Let the whole thing go. The idea that you have an identity is a lie. It's set up by your mind in order to give, give it the capacity to have personal anything. Personal experience, personal perspective, ownership over anything at all. From your shoes, to your thoughts, to your opinions, to how things should be. Ownership. So identity comes with ownership. But this identity thing has run amok. See-through identity. Every version of it. Don't be anything. Don't be anything. Know that, you know, when you play with being a man, a woman, a kid, anything, when you play with being something, you're playing with it. It's just for functioning. Don't buy it. It's valid for the purposes of communicating and functioning in the world. No more. No more. Don't give it any more juice than that. No more.
experience because it's amazing um, but you let us through and, um, and initially I was in this really serene place where the raindrops were coming to me and it, I was enjoying them waiting for you to talk and then you asked us to place our attention outside of ourselves and onto the raindrops and I did I placed them over there <laughs> and the energy actually went out there and really landed on the drops. It was like amazing. And I watched my mind create a story. Yes. Like literally, the drops took on individual identity, and each drop was exerting effort to land on the roof. And I literally, my mind was creating a story. Yes. And then I, I got irritated, because now the drops were annoying me, whereas before I was enjoying them. And all of a sudden, I'm getting really irritated, and they're bothering me because they were deliberately trying to bother me. And so then you said, okay, let's come back in and bring, bring the drops back to you again. But now, I had formed a preference. Yes. So I disliked that, and I became attached to the state I had before. So inwardly, I'm, I'm like this, trying to run back to the state that I had before. And I found myself in a struggle. And instead of coming back to that state, I came back to a blank, a blankness. I couldn't get through the blankness. And I could see the memory of the state, but now I was in blankness. And now I was in struggle. So I'm in there fighting, right? Like, oh, I'm so frustrated I can't get back, right? And you're like, just let the drops come to you, and I'm getting more and more frustrated. And, <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, so stop struggling, right? Yes. So now I stop struggling, and this huge fear arises. Uh-huh. Terror. And I know I have to let go, and I'm absolutely terrified. Because if I let go on that, I know I'll go back to that place. So I'm in the, sitting in the terror, and I go, why am I so terrified? I was so calm initially with this place, now I'm scared. And what I came up against, what I finally realized was I came up against my own self trying to control the experience. And the terror was to let go of the control. Yes. And I'd be afraid to what I would find underneath it. So there was the... The self was, first the self was a preference, then it was attachment, now it was control, and then now I had to let go of that, and that was very scary. And so it was just interesting, like this simple technique, and I moved through all these different yes. places of, of self. Yes. And um, the, the thing I, I wanted to ask to you is, um, what I noticed was that my attachments through the heart, or the self, the attachments were really leading, and then the mind was almost following. I, I'm not quite clear about that, where the attachment is and then how the mind formula, formulates. The mind creates it all. And, and Concepts create it all. 
Okay. So if your awareness is is noticing that there's a a heart connection or an energetic connection first, or a preference, or a preference that has had its origin in mind too. Everything okay. starts with a concept. Everything, but we don't see it starting because we're so used to just putting our attention on the finished product, which is an opinion or a preference or an experience, that we miss the building blocks of how we give energy to the mind and believed it and had it's doing its uh, creation uh, workshop. And we just, you know, we happily accept what it produces. But all the while, actually, and this work will show you as you started to notice, my God, it's gone into terror now, and that's the controller, and you're starting to see, you know, the, the, the layers behind the experience and what your mind is doing to set up the experience. So, so that initial experience where I watched the projection create a story started, yes. the mind did I didn't do that, the mind did that. Yes. And that was the seed that yes. started the whole thing. So even if there's a, like a connection from your heart, your mind is doing that too. Interesting. That is a tension going into something else. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or sometimes just a concept, not even your attention is there because that's mm-hmm. the part that we don't recognize. Your attention isn't on it. We're missing it because our attention is on something else. But a concept of the heart and connection has been understood and it's running. It's, it's running and it's creating something. You know? Yeah. Amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing to watch it. it was yeah. Great. Yeah. Just amazing. So thank you for that. Yeah. Sure. So why believe it? Yeah. You see? I know. Why believe it? And look at all the outcome I believed, all these other states. and All the experiences you had. Them. All the experiences you had, but you only sat there. <laughs> you were sitting there listening, not yeah. even talking. And you had all these experiences. <laughs> you see? Crazy. Was yeah, crazy. it's nuts. Yeah, nuts. And this is how the whole lot of life is set up. Yeah, and that simple little raindrop thing I felt like I went through. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> just wanted to share that. Yeah, great. Thank you, Tracy. Thanks. Yeah, so why believe it at all, huh? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't want to. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So, as I sit here, I can, wow, as soon as I start talking, it sort of leaves. Yes. But I can go back to it right away. While you're speaking? Yeah. Good. Keep the, keep, learn how to be in that other place. And I'm using language that's kind of stupid too, you know. But try, stay inside, but let talking happen. I can do that. Yes, great. And at the same time,
if I'm there, then yeah, all, all the words that you were saying didn't mean anything, but I heard them really well. Great. And of course they meant something. Yes, but I know what you're saying. That, and I'm still there, and that is true for maintaining my authority <coughs> over my space. Meaning that if I'm there, then it's so much easier to maintain authority over my space. And uh, and uh, so there's so much more authenticity, and there's fun and yes, it's much richer way. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's it's being fully human, really being fully human. Because. In a way, um, Kashi uh, opened up a bit of a can of worms where I overreacted sometimes and uh, more too assertive than I needed to be. But if I'm here, yes, or as you said before, back in source, you know, yes. And when your attention is is I, 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 like at rest, find find whatever language works for you. You know, it's outside of story, or it's at rest, or it's nowhere, or there's some sense of uh, some sense of being out out of the movie. Find find the anchor, the phrase that works for you. But when your attention is there, it's not that life is easier; it's that your perspective is more accurate. Uh, accurate, let me find a better word efficient it's more efficient there's no creation of drama there's just what needs to be experienced is experienced there's nothing superfluous going on because your mind isn't creating other anything other than what needs to be seen, registered in order for functioning to happen you're not making story out of it. There's only a perception in order to function well. So what Peter was saying around, because in, in the, the retreat in February, Kashi, that he mentioned, he, one thing was working on boundaries and himself, but there's no boundary issue when he's there. Of course there isn't. There's no issue at all. Nothing is out of sync. And that's the perfection that they talk about. That's the perfection. And it's that your perspective is authentic. It's not being distorted by crazy mind, imagining all these stories for the sake of giving you experiences. There's just what's happening. And it's not even happening to you 
because the ownership thing can be thrown away. Making sense? A little bit? And I don't want to say even that um, that unconditional love comes from that place because that would put a word to it. And yet there is love. Yeah, yeah. And power, you know. Yes. But, but it's, so, it's so important that, that it's so important that compassion is there too. Like for even the for the individual who wants to invade the space. Mm, compassion for the individual who wants to invade the space. Where are you now? Well, I'm thinking of, of an individual who wants to invade the space. Okay. Is that really going on, or is that a perception of what's going on? What do you mean? So, so there's a lot of rage. Okay. And, like, he just got hurt the other day, you know? He fell into the boards, and he bruised his shoulder and his ribs really, really bad. The Peter guy? No, 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 no. Oh, this other person? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so he's out for... Okay. He thinks he's coming back next week. Okay. <laughs> and he's out for three weeks for sure, you know? Okay. And... Can I interrupt you again? Yeah. Could you feel the energy changing in yourself when story came in? Yes. Good. <laughs> it's fine. It's perfect. Beautiful. Okay. So don't lose your own center because that's life life is full of stories so there's like a gear shift until you're able to manage that gear shift and then you stay inside and they call that embodiment just to use the i want to tie up kind of the spiritual terms with it so you can put it into your own understanding um when there's embodiment you're not going to lose anything by switching into story because Peter's telling his personal experience. All right, so you stay there, but there's a, some capacity that engages and understands and appreciates that Peter has an experience that he wants to share. You can do that without it touching your own experience. Learn that skill tonight. Learn it. Because what often happens is that people say, it's like, oh, it, you ruined me, Buzz. You know, something shifted, the perspective. Something shifted. Uh, and, and, and I lost my peace. You know, and it's like, uh, uh, uh. You've got to learn how to stay inside and be in that place, regardless of what, what life throws at you, whatever story-making mechanisms. So learn how to do it. It's trial and error, really. Okay? So I even noticed that as I ventured into the story, uh, his name is Sean. Sure, okay. It's easier that way. Yeah. As I ventured into that story, yes. that I lost the center. You could feel the shift yourself. Well done. 
Well, I, I only see it now, but, uh-huh. but I lost it. You know? Yeah, yeah. To get back to the point, you know, I felt badly for Sean, for what happened to him, you know, and when he talked and told me what happened, you know. Uh-huh. But, like I said also, there's a rage in there that I feel towards him. Okay. And that, yeah, and that, That's where the balls come. Okay. And they have to be there. All right. It has to be expressed when it needs to be expressed. Yes. And there's been more expressing of that too. And it's been surprising how many individuals, you know, since Kashi, it's uh, showed up in some. Yes. And when rage comes, does it just get expressed and it's done and it's true? <coughs> What's been happening with rage? Can it just come and go? Uh, if it doesn't come, it stays. It stays inside. Yeah, if it comes, it goes. Okay. But it's quite clean, you know, when, it, when, when an emotion comes up and it's just expressed with no story. It's just let go. It's the story is what makes it awful. <laughs> you know? No. So when, when an emotion comes... It's, it's, it's a good thing to be able to learn how to express it in that moment. It's us expressing something that's running through us. It's not about the other person. Really, it's not. That's an overlay of story on top of it. But energy moves through. We can call it that. Just energy moves through. And it comes out as, as rage, as anger, or something like this. And it can just be <clears throat> released and done. without it being directed to anybody or anything. Or... There's a lot of ways to express something, and, and it's just done, without story. I lost you. That's all right. Are you talking about, like, hitting the tree? Find a way that, that works for you to let whatever comes up be expressed. Right. Because... And often, mm. the way it works is to respond, but not in rage, but but something that's sort of sweet and relaxed and firm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. 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 But. But back there, it's rage. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like you're directing what, what, what can be rage to, to come out to be expressed in another way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's great. When you say that... Uh, it's not about them. Uh, 
Oh yeah. Okay. Thanks. I see. I see. Because. Yeah. Because. Terry, to use another name, uh, has no problem with shock, you know. Or if he does, yes, it's just it's clean. Clean. It's done. Yes. 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 And then they're best of friends tomorrow. Sure. You know? Sure. Whereas with Sean and I, it's like, uh, it's in the... Okay, there's a few parts there. Um, um, so, you, 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 like, if you look at, if you look from the perspective of the absolute, pure consciousness, pure awareness, what those terms get bandied about for for that yeah. that place. So, pure, let's call it pure consciousness. Pure consciousness isn't looking at itself in manifestation. Because the duality of it looking at itself and manifestation isn't valid there. Because that's the non-dual zone. So it's not able to see itself as something separate. The only way that the experience of separation can happen is through this movie that we're playing. I see. You see? The perspective isn't valid out there. That's why when you go back to the non-dual state, there isn't separation there isn't, you disappear. There aren't others. So what is actually there? Is there anything there? Is it nothing? Is it... Yeah, um, pure awareness, pure consciousness, absolute, that is aware of itself, but not as itself. It doesn't have a version of, oh, I'm aware of myself as that. But yet it is awareness itself. It's aware of itself, but not as something. So it has self-awareness, but it doesn't register that it has self-awareness. You see? Because that takes too much of a separation. Okay. That part of it isn't there yet. That's, that's when it rolls out into creation. Okay. You see? You see? Yeah. I'm understanding. I mean, I, yeah. I understand. I don't yeah. not fully, but yeah. I get what you're saying. So self-awareness is there, but without story. Yeah. There's self-awareness. And then when you said nothing is happening... Mm. Um, the senses are they happening, or that's that's nothing too? If there's if there's no story making mechanism, mm-hmm. 
How could there be something happening? When there's no story running at all. So it's just story of... So senses is not something happening? If they don't register, if they're not registered, like you're in deep sleep. Right. Oh, if they're not registered. Yeah, if they're not registering information, touch, smell, taste. But it's still happening, it's just the mind doesn't register it. Is it still happening? And how would you know? Or have you assumed that it's happening? I guess I'm assuming. Uh Uh-huh. That's what we do. We join the dots, you see, to imagine that there's a reality feel to this. So as I'm sitting here with you, with this experience, um, can you help me understand what this is then? It's whatever your mind presents it to you as... I think that's bad grammar, but... No, you know I understand what, I'm what you're to saying, say? but there still, still feels like something. I'm okay with whatever it is or isn't. Yeah, yeah. But um, So we can make story about what's happening here. And if there's no story about the two of us sitting down and talking to each other with microphones, mm-hmm. if there's no story about it, mm, let's put in something in between. If there's no identity running... Then there's, a, you know, a, a personality, a body, mind mechanism talking to another body, mind mechanism, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So we, we can have that. Yeah, you know that one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So then, if that story wasn't created, that there are two forms here, two women, female forms talking to each other, with or without identity, doesn't matter. Okay. So even if that story isn't created, if it, that doesn't register a story then is it happening at all? I'm still getting the senses. There's, there's something seeing. There's something... They're seeing. It seems that seeing is happening. I don't... Seeing is happening. Hearing is happening. Yes. Something yes. is happening. That's yes. all I know. Yes. And if... Yes, it's like there are all different levels of perception, right. all right? So, yeah. yes, that's valid at one level. Right. Yes, seeing is happening. Right. And nobody is seeing. Yes. Right? right. You yeah. know that one. Yeah. Okay, hearing is happening and nobody is hearing. Right. Okay, you got that layer. So, if the senses are not registering information to the brain, if, if you, there's no attention at all given to an input that comes through the senses, if that's not registering... Yeah. And I'm not talking about somebody being ill. I'm just talking no, about I your said. attention being so ab- yeah. absorbed right. that, that it's not registering those things. Then are they happening? And then I don't know because I only know my direct experience. Yes. So, any, so I, don't, I don't know. Yes. You don't know. I don't know. Yes. It's not even I don't know. It's just not knowing. That's right. There's a not knowing there if it's happening or not. You can hang out there till you figure out which one it is. But not knowing if it's happening or not is totally fine. Totally fine. Yeah, I know I'm happy with her. It does, yeah, does, it it's totally fine. Oh, it's a nice space. Yes. Oh, There's boy, no the knowing one if it's so, happening. so much suffering in the other space. Yes, completely. Completely. I hung out there for decades. Indeed. Decades. <laughs> yes. So thank you so much. Yeah, you're very welcome. Yeah. 
Yes. Hi. Can you just choose to enjoy experience no matter what it is? You can choose that. So, is there a difference between that sentence and if I changed your sentence slightly? Can you choose to enjoy your own experience? There's a difference between the two of those. Well, if there's just experiencing, it doesn't matter if it's mine or just experience. Exactly. Letting yes. experience happen without it being yours yes. is very different to it being yours, to it being personalized. It registers in a different way. Our brain works differently. Yes. And, and, you know, we're, we're sucked in then. Mm-hmm. We've lost something. So, yes, every experience can be enjoyed. That's actually a great place to operate from. If you can find where every experience is enjoyed, then even what would be crappy for the personal one actually is fine all the time. Mm -hmm. Every experience is enjoyed. You can feel the richness of it. The richness of experience itself. So what you're talking about there is, and I want to put words on to explain so that you can touch into what this woman is talking about. Um, when, there's, when there's just experience, she's talking about the essence or the nature of experience and being able to taste the nature of experience rather than what the experience is, rather than the story or the quality or the quantity before any of that comes in. The nature of experience itself, the essence of experience is what she's tasting. So then... It's before her mind is activated to I like, I dislike. There's this kind of experience of that kind of experience. So it's experience itself before it divides into qualitative, quantitative, ownership, preferences, desires. None of that. None of that is active. So the essence of experience itself. Right? That's a great place to hang out. And every experience is actually enjoyed. That's when you, when you hit the nature of experience itself, you can only enjoy it because there's nothing within you that's alive in your perceiving mechanism to make it something other than with joy. Your only way to connect to it is enjoy. That's your only way. Because you have to go deeper into the personal in order to activate, participate in experience. You see, to have anything else. When you pull it right back, there is only enjoyment of every experience. And it's experience itself. If, if you can taste that, it's fantastic. It's delicious. You know what I'm talking about. And you can absolutely live a very rich, full life enjoying experience. No matter the experience, they will all be enjoyed. There's great freedom in it. There's no preference, there's no desire, there's no resistance. Nothing is rejected at all. That part of your brain is not activated, yet experiences are enjoyed, regardless of what they are, because it's experience itself, before it morphs into a story that your mind creates. And you can operate really cleanly there. Making sense? 
wonderful. Thank yeah, you. sure, great. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a place of freedom. Hi. Hi. Um, I understand the enjoyment of experience. Mm. That's a little bit closer to you. Um, I understand the enjoyment of experience. Yep. But I wonder if my experience is not very good in terms of deep suffering in a dramatic way. I'm not going to talk personally. I'm going to talk about the Holocaust and ISIS and those worldly things that are happening, how are those people enjoying the experience? Okay, when we come to, when, when we're here at satsang, we got to talk about ourselves because it's only going to be a projection. But from my own perspective of working with people who are in a perceived hell, this too is valid. I just got Viktor Frankl's book, so he's on my mind. Yeah. I will read Elie Wiesel as well and see what's there with yes. their experience of being in such yes. a situation. Yes. Um, so a couple of months ago, I got pushed around a little bit. It was the first time that I got pushed physically. Ah. And... I can't say I enjoyed that experience. But as soon as you go into the description of an experience, what's active in your brain is I like, I dislike. Because you've gone into the qualitative, quantitative, and the description. So you're activating the part of you that's going to have a reaction to the specific experience. That's a step away, a big step away from the essence of experience itself. Can you say that again? Yeah. As soon as, as your brain has activated the naming, labeling mechanism that says being physically pushed around, it's not comfortable, I didn't like it, we're in the component that has manifested the experience with particulars. There's details. So is it a neutral experience? Mm, no. It, it's an experience that's not named. As soon as an experience is named, we're, we're going to be liking it or disliking it. It's about tasting the essence of experience itself before it becomes story. Say that again. <laughs> it's, it's about engaging with experience itself, the essence the nature, pure nature of experience itself before it becomes describable, nameable. Before it is judged. Even before that. Because it has to be named to be judged. So if we talk about it in any way, it's bullshit. Yeah, and then there's a you and something happened to you. And then, of course, you liked it or you didn't like it. Of course, that's valid there in that realm. But your mind is manifesting that story, that scenario, as an experience that's happening to a personal, individual woman. That's you. That's when the, the show is fully running and the personalized <coughs> running. 
and there's a hard experience and suffering happens there. But to live from a place of where experience only is tasted in its true nature. It's not denying the particulars of it. It's an entirely different way to engage with life. And it, it's not neutral? I want to say neutral, that experience, but is there another way to express it? It's actually nicer than neutral. It's actually enjoyed. Regardless of the experience, the story of the experience isn't active, so it doesn't touch you. It's actually not real. It actually hasn't appeared in manifestation. Your way of, of engaging with it is through the nature of experience itself. And we can only enjoy experience then. The, you know, that connection point between pure experience and your capacity to engage with pure experience is always with enjoyment. But as soon as we leave it and it becomes story, and if there's something traumatic happening, we'll create story because some self-protective mechanism will run the flight or flight and, and everything around creating the story and how to be safe. Mm, not a good place to start. But, but it's possible. It's possible that even something like that can happen. And if, you're, if you've trained your system to, to enjoy experience, it won't touch you. Because it actually doesn't show up. It just actually doesn't happen. It's the nothing is happening scenario. So in the world, I'm playing as my character. Mm. But nothing's really happening. That's for sure. So I go out in the world and I be playful. And I enjoy that play. But it's not happening. So you've got to find the perspective within yourself where you recognize that nothing is happening. If you grab the concept, it's not going to work. It, you know, you'll just be like, oh, I'll just try this on. It won't work. It, you know, it'll be nice for a while, but life will bite you in the butt. You know, it won't work. It's about pulling back. You're pulling back your attention in so that no labeling is happening that your attention is inside, you're not going out to create any story, and how experiences happen to you is perceived entirely differently. Genuinely. It's not an avoidance. It's not depersonalization. It's none of those things. It's actually that perception is more authentic because it's not running the dualistic story. And when we're playing in the world and we're communicating with people, it's hard to maintain that um, perception or that experience because we're using words that are inherently dualistic. Good, bad, yes, no, right, wrong. Yeah. So how do you do that? Yeah, you kind of have to learn how to do it. And it's about what I was saying earlier, like when Peter started to talk, you know, it's like, did you feel the shift? Can you stay inside and let the words happen without going out and going into a story? You've got to learn how to do that. I, I, it's learning how to engage a different part of your brain while you're participating. Can you say a little bit more about that? Yeah. 
It seems to happen automatically if you, if you can keep your attention inside and if you let sounds come to you and voices come to you. And you'll find that you will say very little because your attention will be kept inside. And when you speak, you'll be playing with Oh, darn it, I got lost there. I, I, I was... I, I jumped right into that and lost my centre. All right, let's pull back here and see if I can talk to the next one. And you'll have to practice it. It's like, can I make a phone call and stay in my centre and not, not go into storyland? It's about that. Don't go into storyland. And you'll find your mind will crave storyland. This is boring. This is no way to live. You're half dead. It will do all of this in order to keep itself alive. But that's garbage. It's totally peace and much more. Oh, you're not inside out at last. You know, it feels like that. It's like, oh my God, I'm at home. And it's, it's smooth. And yet, yet there is enjoyment of all of it, regardless of the experience that's being enjoyed. You know, my husband often kind of... Um, he was sitting there actually he says you know uh, the trash has to go oh yeah I'd be saying oh, okay i got to bring out the trash you know and it's raining or something I'm bringing out the trash did you enjoy that you know <laughs> yeah so now I've started to say no <laughs> because I get all the crappy jobs because I enjoy all of it you know, literally that's how it works isn't it that's how it works in our house because like you'd enjoy that you know other dishes must be washed you know that's not dishwasher proof, a dish of mush wash. You'd enjoy that, you know. <laughs> Darn, you know. It's like <laughs> so it doesn't quite work when you're trying to work as a team at home. But it is true. Like everything is enjoyed. Everything. Cleaning the toilet is enjoyed. But it's not like, oh God, I'm cleaning the toilet. That that story doesn't come in. Do you know? It's just there is enjoyment of every experience. The soon, uh, as soon as the experience becomes a story, of course, I have preferences, of course. I prefer not to be doing this. You see? So, if there's, you know, if there's, you know, people who lived through the Holocaust and they were able to access this perspective, their experience would be entirely different to those who were identified with their body. Then it's hell. Because that's our capacity to suffer when we identify with the body. That's that capacity. Put two people in a situation and give them the same experience and they'll have different stories. They'll have entirely different stories if one isn't doing subject-object story-making mechanism. So from, from, from practicing being inside, I don't know if... I don't think there's any quick fix because you're trying to unlearn a bad habit about seeing the world and believing the dualistic story of your perception. It's about knowing that, no, that's actually not how the world is. That's my mind making a story out of something, and it's right or wrong, and I like and I don't like. And now we're into the full gambit where suffering happens. Joy happens, but, you know, it's not joy that's lasting. It's not joy that's, that's pure. It's short-lived. Suffering is kind of the more durable one. So by staying inside 
and by like, oh, hold on now, I'm out again. I'm out in Storyland. Can I, can I drop in to where there's actually nothing happening? Stay there. Stay there and learn how to engage with the world. You'll engage differently. You'll engage differently. Thank you. Sure, you're welcome. Hi. It's been about six years or something since I met you uh, in another place in Toronto. In Toronto. Yeah. So it seems like I'm kind of jaded with my story. Yay. And experience. Yay. And you're saying yay. Yes, I'm delighted. I'm kind of jaded, but I, I, I'm not going through the highs and lows that I used to do before. But I feel like, you know, um, uh, whatever, whatever my experiences are, since it's not, uh, it's not real, I, I cannot really hang on to it what's the use you know so it's kind of neutral you know i, I i'm yeah. going through this neutral boring phase you know and uh, i just want to <laughs> how can i say it? it's kind of morbid um how can i not have this experience again um <laughs> this um so-called, um, uh, do you know what I mean? What experience again? When you're saying, how can this, I have this experience? This life experience again. Uh, the way you're experiencing like, life right now? Yeah, like, um, I, I just, if I'm consciousness, I just want to be consciousness. Because um, I feel that I'm, I'm kind of fed up in, in some ways. Yes. Yes. You know. Yes. That tiredness and boredom with experiencing, I like it. I like when I hear it because it, it means that you're, you're not getting juice. You're not getting satisfaction. You're, the pull towards engaging in, in the dream. Yes. It's falling apart for you. It's falling apart. It's falling apart, and, and some, some, some things are good uh, experiences, but uh, I, I don't feel that much enthusiasm about it. Yeah. And the bad parts also, I don't feel that much. It's like, yeah. you know, um, I'm kind of lackadaisical about yes. the, both of the yes. things, you know. Yes. So, so let's not expect anything at all from life, because it's showing you that it doesn't deliver. And it doesn't deliver. It only delivers if you believe your thoughts. But something has started to break down. So life isn't delivering juicy stuff anymore. Happy days. All right. So pure consciousness is sitting there in a form, if we let you have that much identity. Pure consciousness is sitting there in a human form, telling me he's bored with his own experiencing mechanism. The experiences he's creating for himself, he's bored with it. 
That's what pure consciousness is doing right now. How, how does um so okay like for me to be really um like uh why why did Ramana Maharishi go you know uh, relinquish everything and just became a sage uh, and just went to a certain place uh, whatever it's called and just stayed there and. In semi seclusion, you know, uh-huh. uh, because I, I feel even sometimes when because I'm living in this dream, uh, there's still some kind of a want, you know, yes. want of not having too much suffering and all that. Yes. You know, um, What's your first name? Philip. Philip. You're dreaming, Philip. Yeah, I, I know I'm dreaming, but I don't want to have this dream. I don't want to have this dream anymore. Okay. Okay. If you knew it was a dream, would it really bother you so much? No. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Yeah. So, you're believing a dream. That's the painful piece. You're believing the dream. So then you've got to reject the dream. Because once you believe it, it's not very nice. So that means I'll have to fully reject it. Uh, and it's very difficult to fully reject it because uh, the circumstances, the experiences, are, uh, like the daily grind of whatever it is, does not allow me to fully disengage with whatever it's called life or whatever. Fully disengage with it, you know. But, I, mm-hmm. You know okay. what I'm saying? I do. Like, I, do. I, I, I feel like I have to really become like a sadhu or something, uh-huh. become a yogi to shun that dream, you know, that yes. other side of the dream, you it's, know. It, life, participating in life isn't going to stop you. It, it's not strong enough to stop pure consciousness making itself known. It's not strong enough. When, when, when it happens really suddenly to somebody like Ramana Maharshi, when it happens really suddenly, it took him years to integrate it. He couldn't even talk. He couldn't take care of himself. It took him years because the shift was too much. If he... So, you know, it took him quite a while. And then, and then of course, you know, everything turned around, you know, and he was recognized for who he was and stuff. But there was five or six years there that were rough. And, you know, he was meditating in a temple and rats would come and eat pieces of flesh from his legs and he wasn't able to hit them away, wasn't able to do anything. Like, couldn't move, couldn't. Because the integration... It was too much. The integration couldn't happen um, straight away because the experience of enlightenment was too much of a shift, so the integration took a very long time. So when we have to take part in a normal life, then we're integrating as we're going. Do you need to be taken out to do it? 
life would give you that opportunity if that was necessary for you. It would. It would take you out if that was absolutely necessary. It feels like we're getting nowhere when we're living a normal life. And it does feel like that normal life and our obligations is stopping us from going inside. But all that's happening is that the integration is happening while the change is happening. Rather than the change for Ramana and then six years of integration. I thought it was instantaneous when he, he just proclaimed that he was dead. And, and yes. I thought it was instantaneous. That was, but for it know. to be fully embodied and for him to be able to function again as a human being, that took six years. Did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Where he couldn't talk, he couldn't do anything, you know. And, and even the other kids at school were like, what's wrong with you, what's wrong with you? It's like you're in a daze, you know, and he wasn't really able to talk and just wasn't able to function and eventually just left, no? And took a train and disappeared down to, to that mountain and just was kind of starving, you know? And, and eventually somebody said, God, this kid, he's there every year, he, every, every day. He's, he's for real. I've got to give him food. We've got to take care of him. And somebody eventually cut his hair and told them, you've got to come out and bathe. And so, so it's rough if it's instantaneous. There is a period of integration that's pretty rough. And the other way is, it happens gradually and we integrate as we go. So the, the thing is, you mean to say, I, I'll have to go through this kind of experience? <laughs> it's happening on the job for you. It's happening while you're, you're at work and participating in normal life. Your lifestyle won't stop grace. It's not strong enough. Nothing will stop it. Surrender to grace. Learning how to keep your attention inside and participate in the daily grind. Do it with a different energy. Don't give the power in your, in your thoughts. Don't give the power. If I didn't have to do this, I could meditate. I could at least shift my level of consciousness. Change your attitude. Say, okay, I'm going to stay inside and do the daily grind. Let's see if I can go to work. See if I can communicate and keep my attention inside. How deep can I go in this morning in my meditation? Can I find some sense of peace, some sense of love? Can I keep that with me through the day? So that you're integrating as you go. This you can do. You've got to tell yourself a gazillion times a day that you're dreaming, Philip. I'm dreaming, Philip. I'm dreaming, Philip. We've got to break the, 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 the hypnosis of you automatically believing the dream of <coughs> Philip. You're still believing. Some part of you knows. Because when you say, I am dreaming, Philip, I know you know you're dreaming, Philip. But your automatic way of living is to believe the dream. But I cannot come out of it, you know. Easily, Can't you? you know? Can't you? Because um, I, I heard you on YouTube once. You said that if somebody, uh, you know, somebody, uh, what was it? If um, you hurt your body or you, you take your life, the mind can come back and reincarnate you in another life. Sure. <laughs> if, 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 if there's enough of an identity, 
that's there post-death, sure, that piece of energy is going to go on and try and find a harmonious breakdown. Sure. But why, 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 why would you do that? You're here now in a healthy body. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Yeah. Need you to remind yourself many times a day, I'm dreaming, Philip. And if you get two seconds of a, a break from the dream, yes, I'd be thrilled. We need to make tiny cracks. I'll get more than two seconds. Yes. Whoa. All right. All right. That's your sledgehammer. Like, I need you to whack the illusion. I'm dreaming, Philip. And if whatever break you get, the next time you discover that you're in there feeling awful and that life is boring and you're stuck and the clouds have come over, you know, and made your perspective small, you know, it's like, I'm dreaming, Philip. I'm dreaming this. I'm dreaming this. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. I'm dreaming this. Just get that bit of oxygen again. The more often you can do that, that will really work for you. We've got to stop you believing that the, the dream of Philip. That's your next step. And that may work, eh? <laughs> yes. That may work. Yes. Yes. The, when you get that, that gap, when, you're, when you know, oh, I'm dreaming, Philip, and you get a gap, what does it feel like? feel like um, nothingness or yeah. emptiness. Yeah. It's a good space to be in. Yes. Yeah. There we go. We need that to be 24-7, where you live. All right. Yeah. Thank you very Super. much. Super. You're very welcome. Thank you. You're very welcome. Yeah. You falling asleep? You all right? Hi. Hi there. Hi, everybody. First, I want to say thank you. I'm really grateful for what you do. Um, I seem to be having the time of my life. Yay! And um, you said that our mind is a liar, uh -huh. and we should not believe it. Uh -huh. So the I that is here um, knows it's here from a sense of knowing. So to not believe the mind without the mind would mean that it would also unfold as a sense of knowing that you're not believing in the mind? The sense of knowing doesn't have any information in there. There's nothing that's known. I'm trying to understand how oh. my eye can not believe the mind without using the mind. How can your eye not believe the mind without using the mind? Yes. So... It's like backpedaling. Right. Because our automatic response, our learned habit, is to believe the thoughts. And that's how, what landed in this mess. Mm 
us in this mess in the first place. We believe the thoughts. So, so when you're kind of walking backwards out of the mess of believing that story, yeah, you're, you are using your will, you're using your motivation, you are, you are, you're using these things to, to, to unplug from it. Without real effort, it's more like a just disengaging? Yes, okay. it's a disengaging, yes. Okay. Um, so, wow, words are just so difficult. Yeah, I know, but um, let's bumble through them and try and... So, staying with the I, you also said to stay there inside. Yeah, but how... Mm, tell me about that I. Okay, the... Getting away from the dream and whatever's left. Yeah. Without the dream. Okay. Okay, that. Yeah. That is. Um, you're saying to stay there. Okay. Stay there, or 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 go deeper than that. Deeper to, than it. To stay there is also not possible with effort. The only way to do it would be to, again, just not attach with anything else. Yes. Okay. And that feels like it's effort in the beginning, but all you're doing is breaking the habit. You're returning well, to what's natural. Yes. So it's been happening for quite a while, and it's making me just want to laugh all the time, is... Um, um, everything that I see in front of me, I've um, accepted. Because if it's in front of me, it's not me. And there's no reason to not accept it. Because if it's not me, then it can't change anything of me or add anything or take anything away. Right? And what is it if it's not you? Like, is it, is it story created by mind? Or, or, or I'm wondering, is it when you're saying it's not you, are you saying that it's not the, 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 the big I? Yes. It's not self. Okay, yes. that it's illusion. It's that anything it's, else that's not that. Yeah. All right. Is that right? Yes, that, that will work for you. Yes. I think that's what's working. Yes. So it's without effort because... It's really, for me, it's letting go of everything. Yes. And instead of staying with the I, um, it's just happening. Yes. Because there's nothing left to happen. Yes. Okay, so this other part of the brain that you said will start to activate and you need to practice with it. That doesn't even have to happen. Okay. Because for me, staying with that I again. Yes. I'm in another space to where that other part of the brain just comes through. That's right. You're, you're, already, you're already in the place of that part of your so brain being activated. Whatever you say, whatever you do, is going to be coming from a different place than you're going to be able to think of. That's right. Okay. That's right. You're not using so, the self-referencing. There's no personal me in the story. So you found a way to naturally live from a place that doesn't have the all-about-me network going on. It's easier to not try and do it. And it's yes. easier to not try and find anything because it, 
anything is in front of you and you get rid of it, you cannot get rid of what's going to be left. Yes. Okay. Yes. Not so, so easy for a lot of people, but yes. There's a, just a sensation. First of all, I've been having a great year. <laughs> and um, still, with that, sometimes I have really deep questions in life. And I like to save those. And I had some questions to bring when I came, but really they were for the mind. Yes, they're for the mind. Okay, but I can accept the mind, but the mind isn't accepting me as much. And that's fine. That's fine. Because I'm in charge. Yes. Okay. So, so the I that you're speaking about, I'd like you to go deeper than that. When you're hanging out there, and it's, it's, we can't create another state that's deeper than that. But like that, that capital I is a delightful resting place. Yes. But I want to kind of tip you deeper. How will I make, will I make an effort to go deeper? Um, Who, who's going to be going deeper? Yeah, sure. Who's going to be going deeper? Um, it's about the, the mechanism, the mechanism that's deeper than the I, the capital I, that self, can show itself to you when there's an opening in the brain. And the way to make the opening so that it can listen to the echo of that which is deeper. The way, one way to make the opening is like, okay, just hanging in the person. I'm just hanging in the capital I. Deeper than this. And it just opens up something. So deeper than this would mean I'm already deeper than this. Yes. So again, it would be just like you said, going backwards by yes. letting go of what's in, not deeper. Yes. Okay. Yes. So It's like a jumping off. There's yeah. no landing place at all, but it's a jumping off. Right, and trusting. Oh. Okay. Yeah. The trust is there. Yeah. But there's some sort of sense or sensation of... God, words. Um, I know. Tell me about a it. A sense, I guess, of feeling... Like there's another knowing that I'd like to know of a sensation of thinking that I'm going to wake up from waking up. Because I'm, I don't feel like I'm going to wake up from this beautiful dream because it's not a dream, not that part. What part isn't a dream? The capital I part. Everything else. Yes. Where I'm at now is yes. beautiful. yes. But there is a sensation that I can't wake up from it because it is. Yes. But there's a sensation of feeling that I'm going to wake up from waking up is the only way I can yes. see it. Okay. So okay. how do I relax that? Okay. Yeah. And then I will be deeper. Yes. Right? So, yes. Yes. So the experience... It will get emptier than the experience that you have of the capital I now. It will get empty. Say that again. It will empty out of the experience that you're having. It'll come from that. So, you know, I'm going to try it another way. There's the capital I that's there all the time. And there's no pull to engage in the story and you can see what it is and it's just 
clearly just garbage and it doesn't touch what you really are. All right? The experience of that is being enjoyed. Yes. It will get emptier than that. The experience of that will disappear because it, it will show itself to be even less. That, that even... One, one set of language that makes sense to some people is that, is that the movie itself n- never happened at all. So even that isn't going to be in there to, for you to enjoy the experience of it not being real. Right, because any, any experience is in the time world. Yes, it is. So it is. that would be going to the space between the thoughts. Yes, right? yes, yes. Okay. So that experience will... Yeah, we did it. It is. It's tough to trigger to find words here. But it's fun though, isn't it? I love playing yeah. with words and trying to... Trying to mm. I can't think of anything better to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go with you with that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that experience, it's like that, that's going to be taken from you. That experience. And I think that's the waking up that you're smelling. Yeah. So it's like the waking up process is happening over a period of time for you. For some it's sudden, but it's like, it's like it's pausing and the experience is being enjoyed. For some it's like instant. The experience itself, someone pressed the pause button and it's just ticking over. And it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. But that will be taken. And that's totally fine. But at this point it doesn't matter. It's no, it right. doesn't matter. Right. But I think that's what you're talking about when you're going to wake up from waking up. Yeah. I don't really worry about it so much. Yeah, indeed. It's just I have to have a question. Indeed, I know. We just do that. Yeah. Okay, um, so yeah. since we're just playing with questions. Yes. Going back to trust. Uh-huh. How does this sense of knowing or trust, because it's not a thought, um, have a knowing that life will take care of life? Because... Because the knowing in manifestation doesn't know that it has divided itself up into something that can threaten itself. Right. So the knowing is whole and complete and everything is contained within that. Right. As a unit. The idea that there are parts and opposites is the problem. And the knowing doesn't do that. The, 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 we do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but this is the issue. Yeah. That knowing yeah. is right, but in the time world, yeah. we have a body, we yeah. have a mind, yeah. we have an ego, yeah. emotions that yeah. all stay together yeah. throughout that time world. Yes. But that's Even not being times, believed. If that was being believed, it would be more solid. But because it's not being believed by you, the, the knowing is more solid than believing the movie. Okay, even without the belief yeah. and just the knowing, yeah. I'm, everything that is me doesn't quite know how that unfolds or will unfold. Yes. Because, I mean, where do you draw the line? Where do you surrender completely to where... Maybe a banana will drop from the sky and that's all you have. And yes, that's providing. But I'd like a little more than that. Ah! <laughs> I don't know. 
I'm just wondering how it will unfold if I completely surrender to that. Aha. Okay. Because so then, for some people mm-hmm, in the world, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like life is taking care of life. Yes. It does seem like that. But but as we said with somebody else, it's like mm, to talk about other people's experience right. uh, kind of doesn't work because we, yeah. we have to go into projection. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same yeah, situation. We, yeah. yeah. Same situation. So for yourself, if you bring the knowing that, you know, everything takes care of itself because there's only, there's only the knowing. All right. And then the threat that something won't work out is only valid from within the movie. Right. Now, if you mix the two of those perspectives, you might be in trouble. And I did it for years before I realized, holy shit, look what I'm doing. And I'm sorry, my Irish-isms are coming out. Um, so when, when the knowing is valid, it will direct. Let it direct whether you sit down and, and you un, under a tree and maybe a banana will come or not. Let it direct. Whereas if the perspective from the, the movie directs, let's play with this. There's a different set of laws that operate from within the divided story of the movie. That's a different set of laws. Yeah. You see? Yeah. So it doesn't quite work to bring the perspective of the knowing into the place of, oh, well, let's say in the phenomenal world, so I'm not going to do anything at all, and, and let's see what happens. You'll pro- bite, life will probably bite you in the ass. Because you'll be bringing... You'll be kind of inviting the knowingness to prove itself in the place where division is valid. Yeah, I went through that a little bit when I first started feeling what I'm feeling now. Yeah. But it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a bad thing. It was more like um, um, a detachment from everything and a feeling like, well... How am I going to live my life? Because I'm not interested in anything. I'm happy being nothing. Yes. But, yes. Um, there were sensations of feeling like, well, I'm here. I have to do something. Yes. But then, somehow, without effort, I started getting busier and doing more and being more engaged in life yeah. than even if I tried. Yes. And the only thing I can attribute it to is... Like when we first got here, I think you said, um, if you have a lot going on in your mind, you're only half here. Yeah. Okay, so what happened was, when I started to let go of everything and be disengaged, I was 100% engaged because there was nothing else to do. Yes. So I was present 100%. Yes. Whereas before, I had to divide my energy with, I've got to do this job, I've got to work, I've got to feed. Yes. And it's... That's kind of how it unfolded. That's how it unfolded for you. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. It's funny. I, I just want to pick up one thing. Um, you know, when, when, when there's clarity, you know, and, and Danny knows that he's living from clarity, so that's where we're going. It's Danny, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so when, when you get that sense, oh, Maybe I, maybe I could get, do more, you know, or be busy, or life could be, unfold differently. What's happening there is that your mind is playing catch-up. Your mind is realizing what's actually coming. 
because what was lined up was a busy phase. Life was going to use him again and, and you know, pick him back up to have him participate a bit more. So it's interesting how you said, you know, maybe I could, maybe I could, you know, engage in stuff again. And then the next phase was, well, I didn't do anything and it kind of happened. So it's funny. It's like you get to see that and you might see that even now or at any stage, whatever stage you're at, is that you think you're going to make a decision and then it happens by itself. But the thing is, is that your brain has sensed what's coming. You've smelt something. But, but you, you think you have to make the decision because that's normally what you believed you were doing. You believed you were making a decision and then change happened. Change happened. But that, you never made a decision at all. It's really that whatever is coming down the tracks, your only way of, of operating when the movie is believed is that you're making a decision and that's what brings the next thing to happen. You don't at all. You don't at all. You see? So that yeah. experience is actually kind of answering my own question about life taking care of life because yeah. something will happen on its own. Yes, it the does. Way I did, so I have to just let go and trust. Yes. And stay. Yes. But with you're, the big eye. With the big eye. But yeah. you're at that point of where, of where you know it happens on its own. You might yeah. get the thought to do something, but it's going to happen on its own. Yeah. Right? So what, what doesn't work is you're saying, okay, change needs to happen, and I'm not going to do anything because it's going to happen on its own. It won't happen on its own <laughs> unless you're at that place of... of mm. Can I say something? Yeah, you can, of course. Actually, now I want to be more engaged because it's, it's like... Um, I'll give somebody else time. Just you're fine. No, you're fine. Um, it's like I'm driving in the, in the driver's seat and trying to make life beautiful, but the more I realize that I am life and I don't need to go have a life, I can move over to the passenger seat and just be like a co-pilot, yes. and I'm still helping. I'm yes. still doing a lot, yes. but I don't have to worry about guiding everything. That's right. It's That's just right. like I'm, now I can do more because... It's like having less responsibility. Yeah, you've no responsibility at all, really. Because yeah. yeah, it's light. Yeah. You, you're just able to respond. And so now I want you play it's your like part. I want to work a lot, like you were saying about yeah. washing dishes or everything. Now I can do it all because it's not my dishes. Absolutely, absolutely. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. The part of your brain that says I like this, I don't like this, is just isn't active. Yeah. So everything matter. is it's lovely. Accepted. Accept everything. Yeah, everything is accepted. Neutral. There's the neutral thing. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the thing is to let these things show themselves to you. They have to show, these stages have to mature in you. You can't grab a spiritual concept. I won't bother doing anything now because it's going to happen on its own. If you're still at the place of believing that you have free will and that you have choice, you have to exercise it. Go in and when the maturity happens, you'll get to see, oh my God, that happened on its own and I thought I would have to do something about it. Yes. If you're getting those glimpses, okay, now, now, you're, now the play is, is taking over and you can go into the passenger seat, as Denny says. Is it making sense, you know? You, you can't grab a spiritual concept to jump. You can't. You just can't. You've got to go in and somehow shift your perspective and everybody's is a little bit different. Your method is a little bit different to everybody else's, you know? Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It's beautiful. Life is beautiful. Thank you.
We're, we're, we're kind of there. It's 25 past nine. So anybody who needs, who's got a quickie and who needs to be uh, heard this evening. You okay? Good. Okay, so put your attention inside, huh? How far out is it? Can you monitor where your attention is? Are you right out there in storyland? Are you saying, jeepers, I wish I was where Danny was? Like, what's going on? Are you deep in separation? Stay inside. Have no judgment about what happened this evening. None at all, if you can. No like, no dislike. Pull right back. See if you can find nothing happened here this evening. Nothing at all happened. Can you find that place inside you where, where it's true that nothing at all happened this evening? Can you find that? Where that's actually really valid? Or is the story and the reality feel of what your mind has perceived has happened this evening, is that full on with bells and whistles? That no, 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 stuff happened this evening. It's total crapology, what she's saying, that nothing happened this evening. That's fine. You're just believing your thoughts, which make this, you know, an experience that you can't deny. If you've believed everything that happened this evening, you can't deny it because it was your reality. So you can't deny it. But if you never really cranked up the dualistic lens, then you will have access to that part of you that knows nothing happened this evening. Nothing. And it's fine. However far back you can go, it's fine. But just be honest with yourself to know what way, how, how potent is your thinking mind? How potent is, is your capacity to believe your thoughts? How potent is it? You need to be able to recognize that for yourself. Because that's the work, huh? Your mind is a liar. Celebrate it. Yeah. Thank you for bringing your physical form here this evening. <laughs> and uh, this physical form will be here at 10 o'clock in the morning. 10.30? Okay, 10.30 in the morning. This physical body is even happier that it's a half an hour later. <laughs> 10.30 in the morning, folks, and uh, bring your lunch if you want, because we have some, you know, tea-making facilities and a stove and stuff, so um, we'll see you in the morning. Yeah, and if anyone didn't check in with me,